Hello, and welcome to the Magic Kingdom of Disneyland. As we leave the hub, we find Tomorrowland. At the entrance is the Clock of the World, which allows you to find the correct time for any time zone. The hours turn and the minutes are displayed in the sphere. There are two large show buildings at the front of Tomorrowland. The lead attraction in the first is Circa Rama, sponsored by American Motors. Eleven projectors present a trip to the American West, with a circular screen enclosing the audience. The pre-show area, however, looks a lot like an American Motors showroom. Also in the building were other corporate displays, such as the World Beneath Us, which depicts Atlantic Richfield's quest for oil. Down the hall, a company display for Dutch Boy Paints. And last but not least... Welcome to the Tomorrowland Art Corner. Here for your pleasure are Disneyland artists drawing full-color pastel portraits in just seven minutes for only $1.50. A few years after opening, the Art Corner would also include an exhibit on animation. Across the way, we find a second show building, a mere image to the first. The lead attraction is Monsanto's Hall of Chemistry, featuring the Chematron. The Chematron contains eight natural elements in test tubes used to make over 500 Monsanto chemicals. The American Dairy Association sponsored the Dairy Bar, Nourishment for the Future. Kaiser sponsored the Aluminum Hall of Fame, featuring the Aluminum Telescope. Crane Paper presented the Bathroom of the Future, how bathrooms would appear in the distant world of 1985. And lastly... Welcome aboard the submarine Nautilus. You will see the Academy Award-winning motion picture sets actually used in filming Walt Disney's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Outside, we find a large, open courtyard, and also the Flag of Nations exhibit. One flag for each of the 48 states, 
and one for America itself. A few feet away, at the flight circle, pilots demonstrate remote control cars, planes, and even boats. On hot summer days, we're likely to find Spaceman K-7 greeting guests out in the courtyard. The Moonliner rocket draws guests to the Rocket to the Moon attraction. Welcome aboard, friends. This is Captain Collins. We're proud of our safety record, and aside from a few brief moments of weightlessness, you'll suffer no discomfort in outer space. Over in the lagoon, we find the Phantom Boats, 14 fiberglass wonders with elegant tail fins. But the boats overheated so often, the attraction closed just over a year after first opening. But by far the most popular original attraction in Tomorrowland was the Autopia Speedway. The idea was to let kids motor miniature cars down the open road. See, there's no center rail. It's possible to sideswipe other cars. It's even possible to turn your car entirely around for a head-on collision. And those bumpers? That soft Kaiser aluminum. Attention, Autopia drivers. Please remain seated in your car at all times and always keep your seatbelt fastened. In 1956, the park added the Skyway, which was an adaptation of a Swiss ski lift. The original bucket seated two people and offered some excellent views of the park. Also in 1956, the park opened the Astro Jets. In 1957, the park added the futuristic Viewliner. This is the Tomorrowland station of the Santa Fe and Disneyland Viewliner, the fastest miniature train in the world and one of the newest additions to the Magic Kingdom. That same year, Monsanto built its second attraction at Disneyland, the House of the Future. Constructed of advanced plastics, the house was arranged into a cloverleaf pattern to maximize window space. As we enter the house, we find it a model home that showcases new technology, electronic cupboards, hidden dish racks, adjustable sinks, and push-button video phones. But even with all these changes, Tomorrowland continued to expand. The park opened Midget Autopia for very young riders, with cars on a buzz bar and a fixed rail. The park also debuted the Motorboat Cruise, by 1958, Walt Disney faced a significant problem. Disneyland's success was being copied around the country. New parks opened that featured cinematic architecture, universal theming, and Disneyland-style dark rides. The biggest offender would be Freedomland, 
a park designed and built by people who used to work for Disneyland. For a while, they even used the slogan, the Disneyland of the East. To distinguish his park, Walt Disney decided to expand it yet again. An expansion centered in Tomorrowland. In 1958, construction walls went up. The expansion would center around the lagoon and this bare patch of earth next to the castle called Holiday Hill. It was basically the dirt left over from digging the castle moat four years ago. Once the dirt was removed, Structural steel went up for the Matterhorn, and in the neighboring lagoon, work commenced for the submarine ride and the monorail. The park created a parade to celebrate the opening of these three new attractions, which marked a major expansion to the park. The Matterhorn incorporated the environmental elements of a dark ride into a thrill attraction. It was also the first modern roller coaster to use tubular track instead of traditional rails for a smoother, faster ride. Remain seated, please. Secure ship for sea. Make all preparations for getting underway. The submarine voyage was an extensive journey into liquid space, with eight subs muscling ahead to reach the North Pole. Like the Matterhorn, this attraction adapted Disney-style dark ride elements into a new environment. Ticket book holders, please tear out an e-coupon. The third new attraction in 1959 was the Disneyland monorail. The monorail was the first use of Alweg technology in North America, presenting a monorail train that rode smoothly on top of the beam. The original track course merely circled Tomorrowland, but in 1961 the track was expanded to reach the Disneyland Hotel. With these attractions in place, Disneyland distinguished itself as the Superior American Theme Park, a fun spot filled with experimental technology and beautifully themed rides. But before we move on to Fantasyland, there's one more ride we should consider, the Flying Saucers. Gliding over air jets, the Flying Saucers were a futuristic version of bumper cars the last major attraction in Tomorrowland that Walt personally opened. And now, let's make our way to Fantasyland. If you've enjoyed this preview, get the full tour at www.miceandmagic.com. <laughs>